I just got these new meta glasses. Mm -hmm. Oh. I'm yeah. fully connected, bro. I can see you naked right now with these meta, wait a, wait a minute. meta hold, Wayfarer hold, hold, Ray Ban glasses. I can't get past the fact that you can see me naked. Smaller than I thought. Oh Lord. I was, I was expecting pretty big, but listen, man. Made me feel better about myself. The first thing that you had an opportunity to see somebody naked, you went straight to the genitals. That's cultural appropriation at this point. Is it? With that thing, you appropriating my culture. Oh my. Perhaps, perhaps I have to release some tapes. going hey it worked for the kardashians it did work for the kardashians that's a big so i think that's a good topic to start on me and my girl were having a, a discussion you're gonna release this. a sex tape what you're gonna release a sex yeah tape? we're gonna drop a sex tape no we're, we're talking about the kardashians so drake's son dropped the song his son his son dropped his a son little like song four? shit is trash but it's cute because it's drake's son and like you know it's it's cool to see drake supporting his son's like endeavors like it's cute you know um, this feels somewhat uncomfortable to go from sex tape to a fair, child yeah, yeah. No, song. no, but, but, so then my girl goes, yeah, but if Kim Kardashian's kids did this, they would be on her neck. And I'm like, of course, because they do, they're attention whores. They do everything for attention. Yeah. So because they do everything for attention, naturally, they're going to freaking, like, if they were to release, if Kim Kardashian were to release, uh, like, let's say her son or her, her daughter making a music video, they're like, oh, they're doing it for attention. Because they've built this name for themselves where no matter what they do, it's going to be hard to respect it because all they do, everything, everything they do is for attention. Right. You know? Right. So with Drake, it's different. It's like, oh, it's cute. It's endearing because it's their kid. Yeah. But with the Kardashians, it's like you can't, like anything they do, they, they, they tarnish it forever because they're such attention whores. Like, why do you think that it's hard to respect what the Kardashians do? Um, because the basis, I think you can respect the business acumen, mm -hmm. but I think where the it becomes difficult to respect it is that they they try not to acknowledge what the creation of the entire empire was built off of. Yeah. Robert Kardashian was a very successful, successful attorney. Right? Defended our boy. Right. Uh, well, that's a very interesting our position boy. to take, but you're certainly not wrong. Um, nevertheless, he and his entire image, not necessarily defamed and defaced, but it's been usurped by what? his children have created yeah. and his ex-wife had created. But Kim, primarily known for the sex tape, we look at it from, okay, how did you take this negative and turn it into a positive? Moreover, how you're viewed is still that of somebody because, who- Because, so my girl was saying, it's like you have to respect it that she built a billion dollar empire from right. sex tape. Because women right. drop sex tapes all the time. All the time. They're not doing shit. Yep. With Kim Kardashian, She's built something out of it, but still, at the same time, it doesn't garner the same amount of respect as if she would have done it through a trade. I was explaining the reason that there's no respect there is because she doesn't really necessarily have a trade, mm -hmm. per se, of like, hey, you built an empire from this. No, you got attention from a sex tape, and then yep. you, you capitalized because you threw that attention towards other shit like businesses, TV show, et cetera, yeah. et cetera, and you've been able to monetize. It all stems from the reality show, and I can at least say this much, as it pertains to reality television, her family is amongst like the titans in the space because back in 2007 reality television was already you know around but i don't think there was a face 
of reality television. Of course, there was like a ton of MTV. They had a, a ton of different things on different locations. But when the Kardashians, Keeping Up with the Kardashians released on the E! Network, I don't know what it was about that family that made people buy in so heavily. Because I don't know if... Um, there was a des well, not Desperate Housewives. That was just a television show, like a um, Real Housewives or a uh, Love and Hip Hop or a Basketball Wives. You or, know what or, I think? I it don't is. recall if those shows were <sighs> out at the time of the release of the family, but it was it was centralized around their family, and the access that they have due to the wealth that they had already. I had think the allure I think created the allure, yeah. something that was so incredible to where everybody tuned in. The allure actually I think comes from like, people want to see what the lifestyle of the rich and fabulous are. Right. So when you have these Kardashians that are like, I think I'm gonna go to Mykonos this week, and it's like they're doing this voice, people are like, mm. oh, would be nice to live like that. Right. You know? And I think the age played a role as well, because if I'm not mistaken, I think Kim was born in 81, yeah. I think. So at the release of the um, show, the oldest sister is uh, Courtney. I think she's older by a year. So yeah. she would have been 27. Kim would have been 26. I, I think Chloe's a, maybe a few years younger, maybe a, like 24 or some shit like that. Rob, who gives a fuck at this point, um, he might as well translate. That's a different conversation. But um, he, him, the two, Kylie and Kendall, you're watching people grow up. I right. think that adds to the allure. Had they just been a bunch of women in their 30s and 40s, nobody right. would have gave a fuck. But because they were at the age, and moreover, the introduction of social media with mm -hmm. Facebook was starting to hit its well, peak at the time. It's the, uh, it's the allure of like being able to capture attention. That's what they built their entire... Uh, so I guess their skill would be capturing attention. Yeah. Right? But it's just unfortunate that they had to capture attention in that way and use the father's wealth, use the sex tape to then garner attention. Right. But I mean, you see it with like YouTube boxing. YouTube boxers, the only reason these YouTube boxers are outselling actual boxers is because they have attention. Because the, uh, there was a fight like a week or two ago, the Logan Paul, Dylan Dennis, right. Tommy Fury KSI fight. They did like a million pay-per-view buys, bro. Yep. It's crazy. Well, what I'm boxer not, can sell that? Yeah, I'm not even surprised. It's similar to what happened with all of Jake's past fights, yeah. Logan's past fights, and it's gotten to a point now with the celebrity boxing, I think it's done more damage to boxing than helped. Why but do you say that? financially, it works, but for the craft of actual boxing, I think it's bad because now you have people who will tune in more to watch the circus of guys who aren't professional fighters versus watching the professional fighters. So I think the days of the Mike Tysons, of the Muhammad Ali's, the Lennox Lewis's, the Evander Holyfield, all of these dudes who were absolute titans and warriors, they're being usurped in the attention, you know, area to where now people, you ask, yo, what boxing fight you wanna watch? Somebody will be more inclined, a casual viewer, to watch a Jake Paul fight than to watch a Javante Davis fight. Well, what happens is a lot of it, why do people watch boxing? You go to the root, right? You go to the root, you go to the root, no, it's a fact, though. No, but even, he'll, even he'll if you're him. in a situation where you gotta, like, say, all right, um... Davis Garcia did well. No, it yeah, did well, a, yeah, but then, fight. like, let's just say, because it's two big, prominent names, but on a consistent basis, Jake Paul has no business being able to even be in the conversation for most sold this fights. Is the, Logan, this is the way, I, this is the way I look at it, right? But because they have attention, 
This is the way I look at it. They're good at attention. Right. Boxing is secondary. Right. Boxers are good at boxing. Right. Attention, attention is, is secondary. secondary. Right. But attention is what sells fights. Right. So you look at WWE, which ones do the best numbers, or the reason WWE is so popular, right? Because I can't tell you how many times I did. I watched WWE as a kid. As a grown man, it's lost its allure for me, but I can't tell you how many grown adult men watch WWE. And I get it, I can't blame them, like, oh, that's for kids, because they build a storyline. It's not necessarily, yeah. they're not watching people fight. They're not watching gladiators. Yeah. They're watching the storyline. Yeah. It's almost like a novella. It's almost like a, a reality TV yeah. aspect. WWE is keeping up with the Kardashians for men. Yeah. You know? I'm, so, I'm, I'm, I'm an avid WWE fan. Yes. Yeah, I'm yeah. in there. So it's, a, it's this attention thing, and they're able to, to garner that attention. So with these YouTube boxers like Jake Paul, he picks his opponents like meticulously, but then he builds a storyline around it. He does a great job of advertising it. Mm -hmm. He pulls little stunts here or there. Where someone like a Gervonta Davis, he's, he's not like he's not here to fucking do little tricks and pranks. Like he's not a YouTube boxer. He's here to right. fuck someone up. He's here to right. kill you. Right. You know. Whereas Jake Paul is like, I'm gonna take Mayweather's hat. It's like I'm gonna Spence do this. versus Crawford. Everybody, That's the highest level of boxing. Right. Everybody who is a fight fan, boxing fan, like the combat sports, that's something that you dream of mm -hmm. in a matchup. But for the casual viewer, with what's happening with YouTube boxing, now you'll be much more inclined to see, oh, well, this, this is all over the media. Everybody's seeing this go on. It's circulating through socials. I might as well be tapped in and watch it. And I think my biggest issue with it is the marketing is perfect. The execution, I think, is terrible because the in-ring product has to match what the buildup was. I'm not saying you go in there and it has to be an all-time classic, but both parties have to at least put in an effort to attempt to do so. Because when I watch Dennis and Paul, the entire buildup with Logan Paul's fiance. Magnificent. Yeah, we'll talk about that. I have right? a point I want to get off before we jump to that. Magnificent in that, um, in the entire buildup. But the execution, terrible. I'll let you get your point on Well, no, I think really quick, though. I think the – so I'm a big fight fan. I, I right. fought for 10 years of my life. I love fighting. I love the art of fighting. And in a weird way, right, like Crawford versus Spence, I wasn't as excited to see that versus – Paul and Dennis. Because of the because, build up. Because when I watched like, that, that Crawford versus Spence fight, I'm expecting like, oh, this is going to be really technical. And, like, right. It's going to be beautiful to watch from like, uh, an artistic perspective of fighting. Yeah. With Dennis versus Paul, there's something primal about it. Mm -hmm. Because they were at each other's necks. Yeah. Like, this is what fighting is supposed to be. You're supposed to have this like, tension. Right. Right? With, uh, it's almost like Dennis versus Paul has almost like the same excitement, like Mayweather uh, versus Connor. Right. That was one of the biggest pay-per-views of all time mm -hmm. because they had that fucking adversity throughout the entire thing. They had adversity, there was a storyline, and then when they fought, it was a good fight. It was a good product and a, and a good uh, build-up. And I think there's also an element of unknowingness, perhaps. Yeah. The fact that you don't know what can happen. With the Dennis fight, I'm like, I really, I was excited. Like, the Spence card, I was like, this is going to be a sick fight. I'm right. going to tune into that. Right. But I wasn't like, oh, I can't wait to watch them fight. Yeah. And then when you watch them fight, because, bro, 
I was. What, what were your thoughts initially on that fight when you oh, watched Spencer it? Crawford? No, 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 not the Spencer Crawford, the Dennis Paul. Oh, I was so disappointed. I was incredibly disappointed in Dylan Dennis in particular because we had talked um, a bit about the entire situation. Yeah. And with Dylan Dennis and how he built up the fight based off of, you know, joking about Logan's wife mm -hmm. and her actions in her past, which for all intents and purposes, I think was fair game because he didn't say yep. anything that wasn't already publicly out there. And when you're fighting, and Logan, you're fighting. Right, and yeah. you're fighting, and you're going to sell the fight. This is a great angle to take. I didn't like how Logan, you know, was so taken aback and surprised because I remember he was on his podcast at one particular point, and he had mentioned, like, he didn't know a bunch of these other stuff. So I feel like he was sidelined, but that has nothing to do with the fight. One way or another, or I should say sideswipe, but um, one way or another, my biggest frustration with the in-ring product of Dylan Dennis was all of the talk to lead to this particular point, and he stepped into the ring without the willingness to go and fight. It's like he was begging Logan to come kick his ass, but then Logan was kicking, it, uh, kicking yeah. his ass. So then what are you going to do? You can't be in the fight. You're trolling when you're literally losing. It's one thing if you're having a good fight and everybody in the crowd's like, oh, it could go either way. There was without question, by Logan the fourth round, dog you're losing the fight. Yeah. You're getting beat up, and you're not punching. You're what? not responding. You're not counterpunch. You're not dodging or doing anything. So you're literally in there looking like the internet troll who's only powerful behind the keyboard. At one, especially if your background is in combat, because I looked at it very similar to um, the Tyron Woodley fight with Jake mm -hmm. Paul. On the first fight through the first four rounds, it was even, and then Woodley took the lead in the first in the first yeah. one. After the fourth round, Woodley stopped punching. Yeah. So you watch that fight like, yo, your background is combat. Even if you're not a, you know, striker or whatever the case is, your background is combat. You'll at least have the willingness to say, yo, I got to turn it on. This is what I got to do. And then Woodley ultimately didn't do it. They fought the second time. He got knocked out. Dylan Dennis, here you are midway through the fight. Everybody under the sun knows, hey, you're losing. You got to do something. And yet he still goes out there in the final three rounds. You're trolling. You're laying on the ground. You're going for takedowns in a boxing fight. Yeah. Even if your background is not boxing, the baseline of fighting still remains. Protect, punch. Yeah. That's all it is. I think there's a couple, couple parts to that. One, there's so many layers. Like mixed martial artists and boxers are not the same. I think it's been pretty evident Completely with all different. these people, right. the crossover stuff. Right. Like you'll have... You can be a good boxer and a, like Anderson Silva is a good boxer. Right. He's an MMA fighter, but he's a good boxer as well. Mm -hmm. But that doesn't necessarily carry for everyone. Like Dylan Dennis is a jiu-jitsu guy. Ben Askren's a wrestler. Right. Right. Yeah, so it's like saying, oh, you're a football player, so you should be good at basketball. So it's like if you take like, I don't know, LeBron and make him play a football player, you're like, well, you're a football player. You're an athlete. You should be somewhat good at basketball. Right. LeBron, right. Yeah, he is a good football player. He's like all, all state of oh, no, Ohio. No, I'm saying but yeah, yeah, I get, LeBron, the, I get yeah. the logic of it. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. Um, they think it's evergreen. Yeah, but. and it, it's not. It doesn't, it doesn't translate that way. So that, yeah. that's one part of it when it comes to this type of stuff. I think with Dylan Dennis, it kind of fucked him. Because this, this is the storyline. Dennis was, everyone, he was the laughing stock of the world. Right. Takes this Logan Paul fight. People don't think he's gonna fight, but mm -hmm. then he starts like winning the crowd over. Right. Starts doing the mean thing. Then Logan becomes the laughing stock. Yep. Right? Flipped it completely. He flipped it completely. And I, I look at the comments. Logan turned his comments off on Twitter. Yep. Because he got sensitive. Yep. Uh, Dylan Dennis, fucking, all the comments underneath this thing were just making fun of Logan. Yep. He would tweet, it's making fun of Logan. Mm -hmm. His only job was to come in there and fight. 
And Rup. come fight night, I know his strategy. I know the what the, the team worked on. They were trying to walk him down uh, throughout the fight and catch him with a big shot. So it would be the equivalent of like, okay, you're not going to outbox this guy. He's been boxing way longer than yep. you. You're not necessarily super explosive. Mm -hmm. What you can do is you can you can bait him in so he engages with you and then throw one big shot and knock him out. Right. That's his. That was kind of like their plan. Yeah. Make him get tired. He's on steroids. Make him get tired. Walk him down. Clean him. Right. right. That was their plan. Right. Try to punch him I think him what up. happens is like the Mike Tyson saying, everybody has a plan until you get hit. Yep. So he steps in there. I think he's going to walk him down. Logan's not getting as tired as he thought he was going to get. Mm -hmm. Logan's hitting a little bit harder than he thought he was. And at that point, you get shy. You're like, okay, I'm not going to punch anymore. Mm -hmm. And now the hands don't fly. And because of that, what happened is he went from being, oh, this guy's hilarious. He's killing him. Yep. And after the fight, I watched, because it's, I think one of the worst moves you can make is he keeps talking shit. Yes, yes, 100%. And, and I, now when you yeah. look, when mm -hmm. you look online, right, you look online, the, the public sentiment has changed. Flip. He went from being like the laughing stock to then being like a, like, Okay, you're, you're winning. We want you to win. Everyone's on his side. Yep. Then when they fought, you look at the comments now, and it's like, it's like, bro, you still have a headache from when Logan hit you. Yep. Like, everyone's trolling his ass. Back. Yeah. And it yeah. flipped back because, and I think this just goes to show that ultimately at the end of the day, and I tweeted it, Dylan Dennis is a poster boy for the internet trolls. Yep. But when it comes to, like, back your shit up, you get your ass whooped, uh, it just goes to show that it doesn't matter. Like, you could have been killing him. You could be talking about his girl, mm -hmm. et cetera, et cetera. At the end of the day, it just boils down to, like, who's in a fight. And if someone's making fun of your girl and you beat their ass, mm -hmm. the fuck is anyone gonna say now? Right, exactly, exactly. And I, I looked at it as, in this fight, there was only one opening where Dylan could have came out the real loser across the board. Because had he fought in the fight and went out like a warrior, he's swinging, he's maybe not so much Dodd, but you're in an actual, you're right. in a fight, right? I think they could have looked at that as still honorable. Dylan Dennis went in there and without question, he took the biggest possible L that you can take. And it's still persisting because he's talking trash on Twitter. And it's frustrating. He's, he's going like, oh, in a real fight, I would kill him. It's like, right. doesn't it's matter. Like you had an opportunity. Like you, you both were in the ring. Because my biggest problem was watching the fight through the first three rounds, I think that sticks. That he was like, all right, I'm going to try to walk this guy down and then respond if he punches himself out. The problem was you're taking all this damage. You've got to survive to make it to that point. Yeah. Moreover, you know how fighting works. You can have a plan of saying, all right, well, all I have to just do is endure, 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 and then I'll strike back and get one big shot. Is that going to help you in the end? If you're, yeah. There's no guarantee it's going to work. At least send back some counter punches. Do something. He did nothing. And in the midst of trying to walk Logan down, he wasn't swinging or whatever the case. You just invited this man to punch you in the face. He punched you in the face. You did nothing. There was no adjustments. There was no sort of, all right, cool, this is a strategy. Nothing. By the time the third round came, whatever sort of plan you may have had coming into the fight, throw that son bitch out. And then... Yep. Make a switch. None of that happened. Then, after you lose, all of the shit talking that you did, talking about, oh man, I'm gonna kill you, I'm gonna the knock you out. Talking means everything, nothing. right? It no longer means it's nothing. Invalid. Even when he says, oh, I'm gonna fight uh, Logan in an MMA fight. Right. Let's do an MMA fight. I'm almost confident Logan will win an MMA fight too now. Right. <laughs> right. Like, 100%. So we, cause, 100%. Because even when Dennis tried to take him down, Logan walks off to the corner. I, I started laughing. He's like, man, I'll stay, I'll stay wrestler, baby. I'll stay. Because he was a yep. wrestler. Right. So it's right. like, like, yo, you got your ass whooped like that. 
you got embarrassed and stay because let's just say it was early in the fight right here's the biggest way that Dennis could have avoided you know looking like a complete clown especially in that sixth round where he started swinging at security there was two different things in the fight that I looked at and I said wait a minute these are situations to where Dennis could have made adjustments one had all of the takedowns that he did in the sixth round had he did that early in the fight so it appears as if he's struggling to make the adjustment from MMA to boxing, he could have saved himself. Because let's just say you're in the midst of your combination and you go for the takedown, that's just natural muscle memory. Yeah. So if you were to get disqualified there, it's like, yo, I'm struggling to make the, but you have the willingness to do it. He did none of that until the sixth round. And then furthermore, what I think he could have done to where he doesn't look like a complete clown was all of the trolling that he was doing in the midst of the fight, whether it was making faces, talking shit, putting his hands behind his back, laying on the ground, if he immediately responded from that with swinging at Logan, with the intention of actually doing damage rather than just going through the motion, he could have came out looking completely different. And then after the fact that the fight was over, the moment that the security had stepped into the ring, he started rushing towards the security. The fight's done. Yeah. You did nothing, and now you're throwing punches at the security. There was an element of, I think it was early in the sixth round where the security guard stepped into the ring. That should have been an immediate disqualification yeah. on Logan's end. But the fact that Dylan is even trying to claim that after being in the ring and doing nothing, you look like an absolute clown. It's really disappointing, man. I was on Dylan Dennis' side. Yeah. I, uh, I really wanted, because... Logan, I'm not a big Logan Paul fan. I think, like, after seeing him argue with Jake, he does some stuff that's, like, questionable. Right. You know, like, I really like, I'm a big Jake Paul fan. Logan, not so much. And I really want Dylan Dennis to, like, win, humble him. You know, I think it would have been a good, like, little redemption story for Dylan Dennis. Mm -hmm. uh, and instead, what happens is now you have a Logan Paul redemption arc because he whoops his ass, and then he goes on his podcast talking about how he found Jesus. Yeah. And it, it's like, now you're, you're letting, now you give Logan this redemption arc. Right. Of like, so I was rooting for him. It's unfortunate that, that the training didn't match the shit talk. Right. Because if you're going to shit talk like that, you got to back it up, bro. You have to. You have to back it up. If you don't, and then you start doing cop-outs like, oh, well, in a real fight, I would win. It's like one of those things where it's like, yeah. it's an excuse. Yeah, I know you are. Well, what am I? I know you are. Well, what am I? Like, yeah, it's like, well, well I wasn't even trying. It's like, bruh. There's no, there's no way around it. And it's there's so no disappointing it. because you, here's a guy who he flipped the perception of him because people disliked Logan so much that they got behind you 100%. There's people who have no interest in boxing, no interest in combat, nothing. But they were just curious because here's a dude who's outing information about another dude's fiance. Yeah. They support the dude who's outing it to where they join in. And they're trolling Logan together. Everybody collectively trolling. And you fail. It, yeah. It's just, it's one of those very disappointing situations because it's, it's like he unilaterally made the decision to step into the ring and not punch. Nobody told you not to punch. You're in control of your hands. If somebody hits me in the face and I'm in a fight, the context has changed. Mm -hmm. It's different if it's like, all right, um, I don't want to fight you. I've agreed to this fight. We did the weigh-in. You were complaining prior to, to the fight. I'm talking shit. I'm saying I'm going to knock you out. I'm saying I'm going to knock you out. 
I brought your wife, well, soon-to-be wife, into it. Yeah. We're now in the ring. Even if you hit me harder than I had anticipated your strength to be, we're in a fight. Mm-hmm. And the objective of the fight is to win the fight. So at least operate as if you're trying to it, win. Yeah, like I said, it invalidates, the sh- it invalidates everything he said. Because you say, I'm going to knock you out, and you go out and you give that performance. Right, exactly. You're a exactly. liar. Yeah. Yeah. You're a liar. You're 100%. all talk. And when you're all talk, your words mean nothing anymore. Yeah. I think one of the biggest things, like, as a man, you got to be like, you know what? I'm going to fucking, I'm going to be a man of my word, regardless. Yep. But if, if it gets that easy to discourage you from, like, if you're saying I'm going to knock you out, but then you get hit a little harder than you expect, and yeah. now, like, it changes from, oh, instead of I'm going to knock you out. Well, if it was a real fight, mm-hmm. and then what? You do a real fight, you lose that also. Oh, well, he's on steroids. It's always going to be something that follows up after that. Right. Right. There's never right. any sort of accountability, and because of that, it's like it just rubs me the wrong way. What was it in Scarface where uh, Tony had said, "In this world, you only have your word and your balls." Yeah. And now Dylan Dennis looks like a neutered mute. Like that dude went out there and did a whole lot of nothing. And then the other fight that was on the card with uh, KSI and Tommy Fury. Tommy Fury. Embarrassing. It's it's. I look at it. I thought as KSI in, won. I do too. So I do too. Now, I don't like the, the, the bitching and moaning after the fact. I think yeah. what you can do, especially in the fight business, you could always fight again. No, because it's hard to get those deals right? No, no, no. But, but in their case, because with KSI, Tommy Fury, depending on how it went down, there's a level of pride that I just personally... Because Tommy Fury said, I'm done with this YouTube boxing shit. It almost seems like, oh, because you got to fucking... Like he got this, away with it. You got away with it, now you're, you're done? Because I, I thought he lost. I do I too. Mean, I think it was incredibly close, but then how it ended, I would have probably given it to With the KSI. point deduction too, it's like, bro. Right, right. Yeah, it's one of those it's, situations where you look at it objectively like, ah, I don't know. I think it's a victory for KSI in that sense because he came out there. Right. Hit dude yeah. hard. Yeah. Um, wait, dude was way bigger than him. Everyone was thinking like, if you looked at what everyone's saying, before the fight, was saying KSI is getting knocked out. Yeah, this dude's tinier. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tommy Fury is way bigger. He's a boxer. KSI is not a boxer. Mm-hmm. But like when you watch him fight and he puts that performance on, you're kind of like, okay, KSI Jake Paul is interesting though. Right. Because right. before I was like, yo, Jake Paul gonna wash. K- Jake Paul's gonna cook him. Yeah. He's gonna kick his ass. But now after seeing them both fight Tommy Fury, I think KSI did better. Mm-hmm. Right. Jake Paul right. KSI is an interesting fight now. Yeah, it is. It is, and I feel disappointed in, in, in not KSI, but disappointed in Tommy Fury because yeah. I looked at it like, man, you got all, the, all of the resources that you have, you got the name, everything like that. How is it that you're in situations where your fights end and the populace is watching like, I don't know, did he win? Did he not win? Because even when he fought Jake, I feel like Tommy Fury um, won that fight unanimously and everything. Right. I don't think there was any sort of question, mm-hmm. but that's me personally. A ton of different people can make the argument that Jake really won that he fight. Had the knockdown, yeah. And then now with the KSI, people can make a shit ton of arguments that KSI won that fight. If you're a boxer where you have that level of pride, although a win is a win, this is the fight business. You got to You want to leave ass. no what, stone yeah. unturned. I respect Mayweather for that. So Mayweather People be like, Mayweather's a ducker, he doesn't know. Mayweather's a money guy. The reason that he didn't fight Pacquiao is because I'm Filipino, Pacquiao's my boy, you know? Yeah. We, we got the same cousins. Yeah. But 
the reason he didn't fight Pacquiao is because the money wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Mayweather's a businessman first. So uh, people were saying, oh, he's scared. He's scared. He's not scared because he fought this dude, Maidana. Yeah, he fought Maidana. Maidana. Yeah. And people were saying Twice. he won by a split decision. Yep. They're saying, oh, Mayweather lost that fight. He's like, fuck it. Let's fight him again. Yep. Rematches him. Beats him decisively. Yep. That's what you do as a fighter. Exactly. As a man, you're like, fuck it. Do it again. Let's run it yeah, back. Exactly. Because so that, that's why. I can show you what, what, right, what happened. That's why I think, especially with KSI, Tommy Fury, they could fight again. Because for KSI, who else you got lined up? This is what you. I mean, I think you, Jake Paul has. Right? No, no. I think that definitely can happen. And I still believe, let's just say he fights Tommy Fury again and he loses again. I think Jake Paul would still, depending on the performance of KSI, I think Jake Paul would probably still take that fight because that's yeah. something that has to happen. They've yeah. been on a collision course for a while, right? You that's can't that just, big, uh, that's uh, the big one. Uh, exactly. They can't avoid themselves. That's the pinnacle of YouTube. They're the ones that started it. Right? Exactly. It's like, well, it's crazy because it's almost like the perfect fucking story, bro. Right. You couldn't write it any better. The first, like, YouTube boxing was KSI. KSI, Logan Paul, yeah. Deji, Jake Paul. So yeah. Jake Paul, the little brother, beats his little brother. Right. KSI beats his big brother. Yep. They've gone on these boxing like tears where they're just yep. knocking people out. Mm-hmm. They run into the same guy, lose to the same guy in very close fights. Yep. It's almost like a parallel, complete parallel. Like truly, what I think they could also do is fight each other for the right to fight Tommy Fury or something. But Tommy Fury's not a big name yet. If I'm yeah. Tommy Fury, I would want to fight the both of them again so I can decisively put them away. Because the only reason why is because from a pride perspective, if I'm Tommy Fury, I don't, don't want to like be associated. Though. No, I don't think he's like that either. I don't think, I think if Tyson, it's his brother, his brother's like that. Tyson is like that. His brother's like that. Tyson's like that, but Tommy, Tommy's not like that. He's not built that way. Yeah, it's, it's just one of those things where that's where I have a it's level like of the, disappointment. It's like the dad, the dad has, Tyson has kind of like, because the, the dad's like that too. Mm. The dad's like that. Tyson is like that. Tommy doesn't really have it. Even when you watch, it's like the dad will have to talk for Tommy or Tyson mm-hmm. will have to talk for Tommy. Tommy's like the little brother that like, he's just like, you know, whatever. It is what it is. I just want to do my thing. I'm going to go on right. Love Island. Because my girl, it's so funny because she's a Love Island alumni. Right. She, uh, she's like, isn't that the guy from Love Island? I'm like, yeah, but he's a boxer. Oh, he was. I didn't know he, that. He won Love Island. Really? Yeah. That's funny. So that's funny. Uh, it's a, I guess it's like whoever America votes for. Yeah, survive until the end. Yeah, it's like it's a vote. It's a popularity contest. Mm. Are they so, still? They still together? The Love Island guy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, he has a kid with a girl. Won. Oh, really? Oh, okay, interesting. Yeah. So he's like, he's like a, he's one of those guys. He doesn't have that dog in him. Yeah. You can't do reality TV and fucking also be a fighter. Right. It's you not can't be work. like reality TV doesn't. So I, I have a reality TV show coming out. Mm-hmm. I did a great job on that. You guys are gonna love that. But I can't talk about it yet. Um, <laughs> As a subtle, subtle release of yeah. it, and then but you pull back. you can't. It's hard to be a reality TV person and a career person. Mm-hmm. So like Kanye, in keeping up with the Kardashians, he didn't deal with like the yeah, the manufactured bullshit. Mm-hmm. He's kind of like right, whatever. Right, right. This guy who's like a reality TV guy, he's good on reality TV, but it's not good because if you're a box, like if you're a real guy, like you're boring. Yeah, you sit, you work, you train. That's not fucking fun. Mm-hmm. There's no drama there. Mm-hmm. You know, like these people that are career oriented, they don't care about anything other than their career or like fighting for the love of it. He just does it because the attention, the money. He doesn't love boxing like that. I yeah. think that's the I think that's the issue. Fair enough. Makes sense to me. I but yeah, man, att- attention is money. When it comes to all this stuff, like the Kardashians, the Fury brothers, like attention is is money. And the more attention you can get, the more money you can make. That's the world we live in, bro. That's why I was saying like 
Content creators are the new businessmen. Yeah, it's all based in marketing, and like we've always talked about this. I, I don't know. I, I, I'm pretty sure there's a ton of different podcasts that talk about it, but truly, it's the branding is number one. You create a personal brand. You market yourself the right way. And you can you'll do be anything. able to eat forever. It doesn't so, matter what the hell a, you do. Here's a crazy. I, I'll tell you a stat right now. Give me a second. Give me a second. I'll tell you a stat right now. Cause it's wild. Cause um, you know Jake Paul makes music too. It just yeah, goes to show. I remember he you had can like do a anything. Ten thing. I remember it this dude up has on a quarter million listeners every month that listen to his music. Wow. He has a song with wow. 25 million streams. Wow. KSI as well makes music, and like I said, when you have attention, you can make video. You can mm -hmm. be Chislo Adonis, get YouTube views. You yep. can be professional boxer, get pay per view sales. Mm -hmm. You can make music. KSI has three million monthly listeners, and he has a song with 162 million. million. My I mean, he has multiple songs with over a hundred million plays. Wow! So it's a it's the a crazy you know. thing where it's like, attention is the new currency, because you can do anything. He's making money off of that music. A hundred million streams, bro. Let me do the math. Yeah, on what that. is the what is the math on? If that? you're getting like four hundred, let's say you get four thousand per million streams times a hundred, mm -hmm. four hundred grand for these songs that have a hundred million streams. Wow. That's just off Spotify. So these songs probably made him a million dollars each. Perhaps. Attention yeah. is fucking money. It's number one, man. And now, especially no matter whatever you know business venture that you go into, um, the Deion that, Sanders thing. Attention, yeah, yeah, money. Yeah. Attention for football translates into glasses. Like he, the, the money he made on the glasses, incredible. He had me go out to Colorado. I flew over there just to go see the atmosphere and everything yeah. because of the sheer attention. And now they've got a ton of tech that can add with attention. You had those glasses on earlier. Mm -hmm. Those go are ahead. meta glasses. And for those who don't know, you know, these are glasses that have the uh, camera already pre-installed on there. You can listen to music. You can live record. I'm you can go live you, on Facebook and on Instagram. I go live on Instagram on these, yeah. And it's changing the game. 100%. But, yeah, literally, when it comes to attention, I think um, attention is, is huge. I think a good, a good way to end this podcast, this episode, since it's the attention podcast, yep. uh, if you have to get three tips... I think we can go, I think this is a, a good format. Like every time we end, we give like- Three tips, okay. Three, not three tips, but like last time we did the Will Smith. Yeah. Uh, if you're in Will Smith's position, I think we posed a question that we can both answer and give some insights on. Uh, if you had to give three tips to get attention, what would they be? Three tips to, to get attention. To garner attention, because you're very good at getting attention. Right. You do it in your own way. Mm -hmm. What would your best uh, three tips be? Well, for what, is it like positive attention, negative attention, or just a ne just, it's in general, attention across the board? Dylan Dennis, he had a lot of negative right. attention. Okay. But now he makes money off of it. So uh, what, is, uh, what is your three tips for, for attention? Well, for one, I would say be a provocateur. Um, be what does in a that situation mean? that um, you can now, you kind of like, I, I don't want to say poke the bear, but uh, being a provocateur, you're in a situation where you say things that now elicit an emotion straight out of somebody. Oh, right? okay. So it's not like I'm being very potential, not, not necessarily even keel yeah. or kind of just on the fence about things. I'll say something that now gets you like jumping like oh yeah. depression isn't real immediately i'm now poking at something trigger people, so yeah. you get trigger individuals so you can be a provocateur that can bring you either it's going to be extreme views for the most part but you're going to get a lot of attention like there's a ton yeah. of people who on twitter who um if not that they're paying they get paid off of engagement they just, they just write shit. a yeah. bunch of random things right you know so 
You can be a uh, provocateur. I think that's that's number one. That'd be tip number one as it pertains to getting more attention. Number two, put yourself you know, out there. Try new things, get in front of um, new audiences, and expose yourself to new different things. Like, let's just say if your background is in, you're, you're a chef or something like that. Traditionally, where are chefs inside of the kitchen? Now, you could try to do different things to get attention. Why not go to somewhere like a Nevada? Well, if you look at Gordon Ramsay, he, he gets attention that way too. Right, right. Inside, but, but then he also is that of a provocateur with the show yeah. to where now you talk to people in such a high you know, tone that can mm -hmm. immediately people who's right. watching like, what the hell? Yo, you talking to who? Like what? Mm -hmm. And now you become, you've watched all the seasons of Hell Kitchen, you know? So you could be a provocateur too. You can now put yourself in a situation where um, you're doing things, you relocate or you do different sort of things. So let's just say if you're a chef, rather than constantly being inside of the kitchen, you could try outlandish things. Why not go to somewhere like Nevada, you know, in the summer where it's 110 outside. Cook outdoors, use the damn sun or something like that. That can immediately, somebody, oh, what's going on? That's something completely different, changes mm -hmm. the dynamic. And then lastly, um, pay for pay attention. attention. Pay for attention, whether it's running paid advertisements, paying other individuals to aid you um, and get your stuff out there or get yourself out there. So mm -hmm. I'd say those are the three. Provocateur, that's on your own volition. You literally can just right. go and say outlandish thing. Two, try something outside of the box. And then three, enlist somebody else through payment in order to go and get that attention. Those would be my three tips. That is a good one. I think if I had to go three, I think the first one, and it's kind of similar to what you said, but I think the first one, you have to have your own views. Right. I think part of the reason, when you look at anyone, whether it's political commentators, whether it's uh, fighters, whether it's anyone, a lot of the people that get attention is because they have their own views and they stick with it. They have mm -hmm. concrete views. When you're kind of like an NPC type character where you have no, none of your own views and you like whatever other people like, mm -hmm. you, you don't become a leader, you become a follower. And when you're a follower, people don't want to follow a follower. Right. You know, they want to follow leaders. And the only time you get leaders is if you have someone that, that speaks their mind uh, what's the word I'm looking for? It's a chiseled dance word. Unabashedly. <laughs> if you, someone speaks to my unabashedly, right? You have a, a Kanye West. Dude says whatever the fuck he wants. Mm -hmm. He has concrete views. And because of that, he gets a lot of attention. Right? So I think you have to have concrete views, regardless of like, what your genuine, genuine worldview. You have to have concrete views that you refuse to compromise on. Because if you compromise on your beliefs, then you're just an NPC, and people don't want to follow followers. Right. They want to. They want to see. They want to pay attention to the people that are moving the world forward, and those are the people with their own views. And that's why they people listen to political commentators. Mm -hmm. They they listen to people that are extreme on one side or the other, and it almost builds like a cult like right. following. Right. So you garner a lot of attention like that by having your own views and your own identity. It separates you, and people are like, you know, what? I want to pay attention to this guy because mm -hmm. this is someone I want to be like. So I think one is you have to have your concrete views. Mm -hmm. Uh, that you refuse to compromise on. Two, I think there has to be like an air of relatability. Okay. There has to be an air of relatability in the sense that, like, you, you do a really good job of it. And I, I think in the beginning, you, uh, it's because you were living it. Now that you have a little bit more money, you still are very relatable. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't ever, like, do any rich dude shit. You're always mm -hmm. like, yeah, man, don't you hate when you, like, you know, comedians do it really well. It's like Kevin Hart, don't you hate when you have to wait in line at Disneyland? It's like, we know for damn well you don't do this. Right. You know? Um, but they build like a, a sense of relatability and because of that you can get a lot of attention because uh, big thing you see on social media now it's if someone shares a story hey uh, here's my 
my journey with alopecia. Right. Everyone with alopecia is now watching you because they're right. like, oh, this person is relatable. Mm. I can relate to their story. I can share with, I can, the reason I've been able to build a social media following is like, hey, here's how I went from being broke to making millions of dollars on social media. And people right. are like, wow, I could relate to him when he was broke. Mm -hmm. And it gives them hope, right? It's like a mm -hmm. sense of inspiration. So I think relatability is big because people are curious on what that's like. I think um, having concrete views. And I think the third one is doing something that's hard to replicate. Mm -hmm. The harder it is to replicate, the more attention you are going to get. And I realize this, I tell people all the time, like, hey, Renee, how do I go viral on TikTok? I'm like, make, put more effort in, make it hard to replicate. Right. Because these people that, that post content. Mm. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. These people that post content that are easy to replicate, there's hundreds of you. So you're not special, I'm not gonna pay attention to you. Mr. Beast, before he, he was Mr. Beast, because now it's impossible to replicate him. Right. But even in the past, you look, you go all the way back, his videos were impossible to replicate because he would be like, I say, lo, saying Logan Paul 100,000 times. Yeah. Who is gonna do that? No one. Right. Difficult to replicate, guess what? That's kind of what propelled him into the Mr. Beast of now. Right, because even there, there's a channel, I think he, I don't know if he's Russian, German, I forget, all I know is he's European. He copies literally everything Russian. that, yeah, he's Russian, Russian. Mr. Beast, copies yeah. everything that Mr. Beast does, but it's the same thing. You're a carbon copy of the original. So your entire existence is based off of what Mr. Beast but does. But again, it's hard to replicate, so he's still yeah. getting views. Yeah, exactly. Like no one, if right. anyone could do Mr. Beast things, it wouldn't be special anymore. Correct. But the harder you are to replicate, and it could be in any facet, right? Like your content is very hard to replicate because mm -hmm. no one can talk like you. I can try my best, but I'm not gonna be as successful as the original. So if you have concrete views and you, you believe in things and you refuse to compromise, if you are relatable and you are hard to replicate, there's only gonna be one of you. And because of that, all of the attention is gonna to go to you because no one else can be you. Right. 100%. Hell of a way to put that, man. Hell of a way to put that. Well, so well said. I'm proud of you. Thank you, man. Huh? Well, ladies and gentlemen, huh? I hope you got some value out of this conversation. Make sure you leave your thoughts in the comment section below. And just in case you forgot, let me bring you back up to speed. I am the diligent, vigilant, meticulous, sagacious, conscientious, analytical, methodical, individual, the chisel of the dynasty. He is a serial entrepreneur, the Filipino prince tycoon, Rene Lacade. And this is We Are Assiduous. I'm getting better. I missed two words. I like that.